This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. This is your instant reaction to the victory over Montana State. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody, and we are coming at you pre-recorded live, but on location. Pre-recorded? Is that a... I think so. Isn't that kind of redundant? It it works. It works in this instance. Don't don't mess with my flow, man. I had it. Yeah, I'm sure. just kidding. No, but we're, we're coming at you live from uh, Hub City Wings. 34th and Q. Yeah. Got us a nice, a nice mess of wings sitting here waiting for us, so this will probably be pretty quick so that we can dive into these bad boys. We are, because we are remote, we are a little little rough, a little slim on the uh, equipment side. So if you're going to hear us passing the mic around on our, our hands, excuse us. We're just running and gunning. This is just how we work. I mean, we We've walked in and said, hey, let me talk to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> I want to record here and I want to eat here. We've had, a, we've had a big day. We did. We, we've been going for, what time is it now? Um, it is 8.38 p.m. So we've been going for... 11 hours? Getting there. 10 hours? 9 hours. I was going the wrong way. <laughs> Probably closer to 9 hours. We started off with our countdown to kickoff show on Talk 1340 with Rob Rowe and Carson Robinson. From 10 to, sorry, noon to 2 this mm-hmm. afternoon. That was a really fast two hours. Michael, your, your thoughts on uh, our first live radio show? I can't experience? believe how fast it went. And I'd like to thank... Uh, Briggsy and Kyle Lang, y'all were out there tweeting. Y'all were listening. I believe Briggsy was at the Fraser streaming it. Um, Kyle was driving on the way here. I'd like to thank my mom. She was listening. <laughs> she even g- gave us. She gave me some positive feedback afterwards. It was really sweet. She gave us some pointers afterwards. Like, you guys are like, the first hour you, you you found your groove, and the second hour you were guys were really good. I was like, yeah, oh, thanks, mom. It's like you know what? We felt the same way. She's she's uh she's good on picking up that sort of thing. So. Obviously, we had a football game today. Game one of the Matt Wells era. Texas Tech defeats Montana State 45 to 10. 10. Sorry, I'm, I'm not scrambling. I'm, I'm got my notes <laughs> in a couple different places. Um, from a really solid offensive performance, not that that's a surprise or should be a surprise to anybody. Texas Tech puts up just under 700 total yards, uh, two, 255 on the ground. 436 through the air. Um, Bowman had himself a day. Armand Shine and Tejon Henry had had themselves pretty effective offensive days. Um, there was a little bit of a lull there in the. I think it was in the third quarter, but it was it was it, it may have also kind of stretched into the second quarter, third quarter for sure, where Tech only scored three points. Um, I think part of the win came out of that on the Xavier White fumble, which. Xavier White had a great day, and yeah, I don't want to diminish that by any means just by mentioning that, but I think he that... He led the team in receiving yards. Yeah, it was kind of tough to, to get past that once once it happened. It looks it seems like it um, may have been where some of the, the issues started, but yeah, Bowman, uh, great passing performance by him. 
hit a lot of guys that were open. Uh, didn't have a lot of deep passes, but we, you know, Tech had some good big plays uh, through the running game for the mm-hmm. most part and oh. for uh, yards after catch. Yeah, our, our, what was it? Armand Shine broke off a 69-yard touchdown run. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. To borrow a um, phrase from Rob Rowe, shine bright like a diamond. He did. He did say that. He, he did say that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I would say what what stood out to you, uh, just before we dive too deep into anything else, what, what stood out to you today in, in terms of a side of the ball that performed really well that you wanted to touch on or a, a singular player? I, I think the, the offense was pretty much as advertised on the speed. It was incredible how fast they were going. Uh, it was the uh, infield or in-game announcers barely had enough time to say who made the last tackle before they'd already snapped it. The band couldn't get their, you know, eight eight measures tune played before it was time to, to move on. And uh, the press conference, they covered a lot of, about how Montana State's defense looked gassed and they were tired. And those were things that really stuck with me because we've we've kind of seen this before we've seen them not be able to carry it through the rest of the year so i'm i'm unsure if that's going to happen here I, I have better hopes with this staff and and uh this group of guys but that was something that really stuck with me was just it was as fast as they said it was going to be mm-hmm. the you know 11 personnel was pretty much every snap like uh, like they've been saying this whole time and I was really impressed with Rigdon as well as uh, Ezukama. He did some great job blocking, uh, also played well just as a receiver, but didn't get the ball quite a bit. Uh, so th- those are kind of my broad observations on the offensive side of the ball, at least. So I, I wanted to touch on the the tempo aspect of it. A couple things you've already mentioned. One, sitting in the press box, when they announced the result of the previous play, um, it's fairly quick after the play is ended. Um, they're announcing who who carried the ball, how many yards, all that kind of stuff. I can't remember a time. Well, let me just say, there were multiple, multiple times when he had to cut himself off mid stat read because the next play was already happening. Yeah. So he, he couldn't finish saying, Ezukanma, you know, received or whatever. <laughs> Whatever an announcer would say yard at the end of a play. reception down to the – and then the next play's already going. Yeah. There were times when the offense was set waiting for the officials to bring the ball in from the sideline and set it at the new spot. The offense was just sitting there waiting. They're, they're ready to go waiting on the – and there's just – when they did when they did use the tempo it was blistering fast right and a lot of times what slowed down the tempo was when one of the wide receivers on the right would move to the left side and so they would have to wait on the wide receiver to cross the field and get on the other side of the field and as soon as he was set they took off that was one thing i noticed that kind of slowed him down a little bit and it was just Logistics. It's just a basic, well, we've got to get this guy who went out on a 15-yard route. He's got to come back. He's got to go 15 yards the other way. And yeah. that, that slowed him down. But even slowing him down, they're snapping with at maybe 20 seconds left on the play clock. Yeah, so the other thing regarding tempo I, I think we, we should touch on is in the postgame press conference, it came up with both um, when Wells was speaking and when Bowman was speaking, 
when they saw the effect of their tempo wearing on the defense, they went faster. When, when they saw a defensive lineman struggling to catch up, they would push even harder. When, when they saw somebody tap their helmet to get subbed out, they would run even harder. And that so was, as soon as the defense start, start, started showing any weakness, the offense just like increased the intensity just that much more. That was a phrase that Bowman used was actually tap them out TTU. That's apparently something they say as an Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Offense, probably during practice or uh, during game prep, that's, that's something that they use and that they use as motivation to see these guys, to see that you're wearing them down. And, and I can see that being a mental thing to where you see that the guy on the other opposite side of you who's supposed to stop you gassed and you think well i'm superior i can hang in there i can out outdo this guy i can i can move him around next play no problem or whatever i got to do i've got i can run past him i I can shove off of him in five yards and take off downfield yeah so let's break down the offense a little bit um first off so on your on your rush pass split you ran you ran the ball 40 times to 55 passes uh which is pretty close um Probably 60-40 split. Yeah, just right at it. Which is just a little under that. Mm-hmm. Um, we said you you gained 255 yards on the ground, 6.5 yards per carry. That does include the 69-yard rush from from Shine. Um, I think if you take his, his one rush out, I think it averages down to about 4, 4.5 yards, which is still commendable. That's about where you'd want to be on a, on a normal day. And then you, on 55 pass attempts, you had 40 completions for 436 yards, just under 11 yards per completion. Um, Two passing touchdowns. Uh, You probably could have had a couple of more, especially one if you consider the the play where Xavier White fumbled basically at the goal line. Right, right. Um, And that was something... There was something Wells mentioned in the press conference that kind of stuck with me is he was he was really encouraging of Xavier White and was not, you know, he, he said he got to him immediately and encouraged him and said, hey, you're going to go right back out there, made sure that he didn't feel like he had completely messed anything up. But at the same time, he said that this is going to be a learning experience for the team. And the way he worded it in the press conference was that the only time we put the ball out in front of us is on fourth down on the last play of the game. 
and so I think that's something that's going to be kind of driven home this week I'm sure and, and in a in a good way not a hey you messed up we've got to make an example of you more of a all right here's something that happened we're not going to do this again to try to avoid this type of of mistake and in this game ultimately obviously it didn't matter uh in another game it could but the kid played so well uh you know five receptions 107 yards one touchdown he he really you know him he and uh oh my gosh uh rigdon were really the surprising the two most surprising guys of the game for me i I should not have been as surprised as i was about shine but it was just because i was kind of ignorant on the guy i didn't know that much about him but he obviously came in from a a big school and had i think he had some success there so i should have known more about him and it should not be as surprised but just the fact that I, I wasn't paying as much of attention as I should have. He was someone that really uh, stuck out to me and, and, and played well. So, yeah, let's talk about Shine for a minute or just the running backs in general. Um, I think until Sir Roderick Thompson went down late in the game with whatever it was, whether it was a concussion or just a hard hit or you know, an ankle thing, the carries were almost exactly evenly split. There was like six, six, seven. Um and now, at the end of the game, Armand Shine carried the ball 11 times, Tejon Henry 12, Sir Roger Thompson ended with 7. Uh, so Shine and, and Henry were pretty even in the carries. The difference in yardage is almost exactly the one 70-yard run from Shine. Right. Um, I mean, any day that you rush the ball 40 times for 255 yards, yes, this is an FCS opponent, um, you, you're going to be pretty – you're going to be happy with that. Yeah, you're going to be pleased with those results. Yeah, on the on the offense as a whole, um, you were you were really efficient, especially when you got in the red zone. You went five for five today in the red zone. Um, Thirty-one of your forty-five points were scored inside the inside the twenty, um, meaning you really only had two long plays or two long touchdowns. You had the the shine run, and then you had the um, Xavier White long touchdown pass. Um, so you had the, the three touchdowns. Um, you were eight for 15 on on third downs. So you were just over 50% at converting that. Um, Which I believe was a little bit underneath their goal. Maybe. I believe yeah. they had 70% set for that. but No. So I, so I, or did I get that incorrect? I think that that's on the defensive side. That, that, oh, okay. They, they only keep the uh, – don't have 70% stopping – of the opposing offense from converting. on third down. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself there. Yeah. And then um, you had four penalties on the day. One of them was pretty much intentional. It was a delay game there towards the end on a punt that uh, Wells said it was kind of on him. There was a little bit of delay getting the, the punt team out, and they kind of sat on the ball a little bit too right. long. Right. Right. Um, and they had two two penalties back to back in the red zone, where they still ended up converting into points. Um, and the only other thing, only other point that you would wish would have gone differently were you were minus one in the turnover. You, you, you had two fumbles. You recovered one. They recovered one. You did not force a turnover today. Right. That's one thing I think we would have liked to have seen. There were a couple of close calls, but, uh, you know, part of it was how Montana State played. You know, the, the way they play, there's not a lot of – the ball's not in the air very much. Uh, you know, they, they only threw the ball 
gosh, 21 times. I, I think there's a few more than that, actually. Some of these aren't listed completely. There was, I know the receiver that threw a touchdown, so I think they threw the ball maybe 24 times or so. So the ball's not in the air that much. That kind of keeps turnovers from, uh, you know, presenting themselves with an opportunity to show up. And then um, one last thing I want to touch on the offense before we move to the defense. So you ran 95 plays to, to their 60 plays, um, and there was only a, a basically a one-minute disparity in time of possession. So you had wow. 95 plays, just under 31 minutes in game time where you held the ball. Um, so yet you went really fast at times. You also controlled the ball at times. There was that drive there in the middle of the fourth quarter where you held the ball for almost six minutes and scored. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple – the shine – touchdown was i think a 29 second drive and then you had a it was the xavier white touchdown the drive ended at one minute one second so yeah it didn't didn't 61 seconds for the scoring drives under a minute but but yeah they you went 100 or 1.5 you ran 1.5 plays in the same amount of time it took them to run one that's booking it that's speed it is speed i'm trying to pull up our um Going back to the, the offensive stats and the page isn't loading very well. Um, on the flip side, defense, you held them to 289 total yards. And I believe they were, you, were, you held them to 78 in the first half. In the first half. Mm-hmm. And then you had that, that hiccup there in the third quarter. Um, goodness, this page does not want to load. I think the biggest thing is how you held them on third down. Um, they were... Two of 16 on third down attempts. Good for a 12.5% conversion. So that's definitely low. What, four <laughs> times better than your your uh, your targeted rate almost, or three times? Yeah. If you're, if you're shooting for a 70 or better, or I guess in this case mm-hmm. technically 70 or less, you yeah, hit so that mark completely. Mm-hmm. They averaged on third down over six yards to go which means not only were you good on third down you were good on first down you were good on second down um, and you held them you forced it was five straight three and outs that they converted a, a they ran on a fake punt on the fifth three and out and then I think you had two or three more three and outs after that so you started the, um, the game forcing eight or nine punts in a row Yes. They, they only had eight first downs total, mm-hmm. and one of them was on a fourth down. On the fourth down, yep. They, they had a fourth down conversion that resulted in their lone touchdown. I mean, that was their, uh, you know, their best drive was immediately after that. I think within two or three plays they, they scored. So that was a kind of a big momentum play to push them over the hump and get them in the end zone. But eight first downs was all – that they were able to manage against this defense. Yeah, so on the flip side, when you were when you were faced with third down, you went 8 for 15, like we said on the offensive side, good for 53% um, conversion. Your average distance to go was just over four yards. Um, on third and longs, which are nine yards longer, you were 0 for 3, so that's, that's, all, that's already a long shot to convert that, right? Um, on third and short, between 1 and 4 yards, you were 7 of 9 on third down. So anything under five yards, you were almost golden. Just about automatic. Um, you only had one conversion by penalty, too. So 
while you did have a, you know, you were 8 of 15, seven of those were you as the offense converted that. You didn't rely on, on a penalty. Because I, I, I don't think Montana State was, was, was flagged all that much in this game. No, they only had two penalties for 15 yards. And, and as you mentioned earlier, Tech only had four for 29 yards. It was a very cleanly played game, best I could tell. I'm sure there was some holding that could have been called that wasn't. There always is. I felt that there was one play where one of the Montana State defenders got got there a little early on a on a pass mm-hmm. but you know at that point when you're up by 35 you're not going to really sweat scores, it too yeah. much yes but really it was a clean game well played by both sides and uh, aside from that kind of bonehead special teams uh, block just right out the gate they they really did a good job later on there wasn't anything unsportsmanlike aside from that that first penalty uh, right. f- thrown in the first quarter. So you finished the game on defense. Uh, Jordan Brooks was your leading tackler. Um, then D- Douglas Coleman and Rico Jeffers. Um, you had seven tackles for loss, which I think was on, on the pregame show. I think we set the over under a seven and a half, and I, I picked the over. So you, you were one shy of doing that. Yeah, I think I picked seven right on it. Um you had three quarterback hurries and only one sack, but I think, like you said, on on the limited pass attempts, um, I, I, I do remember several other hurries and, and, and hits on the quarterback, but I guess that's not how it's showing up here. Um, right. I, I know that uh, Bauman got ran out of bounds a couple of times, mm-hmm. but that may not count in that stat. So for the, the rushing team that Montana State was, um, they had 36 rushing attempts to year 40, so you only ran the ball four more times than they did. Um, they only averaged three and a half yards a carry, uh, and only picked up 100, and th- sorry, 127 yards. Um, and then on through the air, they were 12 of 24, so right at 50 percent completion uh, for 162 yards. And I think there was a big chunk of that picked up on that one. Reverse pass. Um, yeah, that receiver, number 85, yeah. threw, he threw that one. So you, you like to see the defense not get beat on a, on a trick play like that, but the first game of the season, you can kind of understand how that would come about. Um, any other individual performances that stood out to you that you want to touch on? Uh, just briefly, I, I wanted to mention that Trey Wolf kicked well he had one kick land out of bounds that was uh, you know not a not a big deal at that at that time uh kicked extra points everything everything seemed to be going pretty smoothly so i hopefully that'll that'll continue and wells was sure to point out in the press conference that he asked hey did y'all know we started a freshman long snapper today and i think there was one kicker and a freshman punter yeah and he i think there i think Chuck Hines might have said he knew because he was listening to the radio. <laughs> but that was – Wells was trying to make the point of you didn't know because they did a good job. Because that they did not perform like a freshman. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of like in engineering, you don't notice anything until something goes wrong. Right. And that was kind of the, the point he was trying to make with a, a freshman long snapper. And a lot of, a lot of uh, young guys on the special teams side of the ball – um, I think I, it's hard for me to single out a receiver 
that first drive was the Dalton Rigdon show. I think of his six catches, four of them happened in that first drive, and it was, I think, the same play. Um, Bowman touched on it in, in the postgame and said they were giving us that play. That zone was empty, and we just kept hitting it until they stopped. Um, TJ Vasher did pretty good. I think most of his catches came on late. Eric Ezekanma, uh he flashed all, all during the game where there was right. – catching or blocking um, yeah away he, from the ball he was he was something to watch he he freed up a couple of the long runs down the sideline um well, one thing to point out was and i don't know if this was reported before the game because we were trying to get to the stadium uh between two and three but royals was suspended for this game mm-hmm. which he i did. was unaware of and it was violation of team rules and when wells was pressed about that he said that uh we'll see tomorrow We'll see that how things are going tomorrow. I was kind of surprised to not see him uh, at least get in there a little bit, but now I know why. Yeah. So one last thing um, before we wrap this up. Overall feelings from today, a 45-10 victory over a ranked FCS opponent. Where, where are you falling down on this? I don't want to be uh, non-reactive, but – or apathetic, but I'm just falling into it. Hey, this is kind of what I expected to see. This was the score I predicted on friend of the show, Rob Rose show, I think was 52 to it's our 14. Show yeah. We're, we're part of it. Well, uh, which sure. by the way, we've it's got not, a, it's not, it's not Rob's show. It's, sorry. It is Rob's show. It is Rob's show. It's not our show as in Michael's and my oh, show. Oh yeah. 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 We're not taking it. We're, no, we're no, a no. part of the show. We are a part of the show, but, and we've got to, we've got to flash all our Twitter stuff at the end. We do. Uh, but that was that was kind of my takeaway from it was they did what we thought they would do. We got to see how fast the offense could go, get some jitters out of the way. Even Bowman was happy to get hit that one time just to kind of get it over with. That's what he said. Yep. So uh, we were my, – my main takeaway was just that it, it went about as best as it could have, and I wasn't expecting a 70-7 to 7 score or anything like that. Yeah, so one, it's um, – I think if you were expecting a different result, um, whether you scored more points or you gave up fewer points, I think you were comparing your expectations of this game versus a Kingsbury coached game. Sure, um, sure. And also, yeah, that there was that lull in the third quarter where you only scored three points, and it was frustrating. And there were times when uh, Bowman and the receivers looked like they were on different pages; they were just running different plays from what each other were expecting. Right. Um, but this is a first-year offense. You know, this is the first time this offense is running this with um, with David Yost. Sorry, I just blanked Who's on his name. Who's deceivingly tall in person. Yeah, so we ran into him on the, on the elevator on the way down. He's at least 6'5". A solid 6'5", yes. Sneaky 6'5". Yep. Um, so at the end of the day, 45 points, um, probably a little bit lower than most people were expecting. Um, game one of the Matt Wells uh, – David Yost errors in the books. Um, once, once you started scoring in the fourth quarter, especially when we saw them go on that six-minute drive, um, there probably was a concerted effort just to slow everything down. Because at that point, the game's over; it's in hand. Obviously, um, you're not trying to get to 50, 60 points. Whereas no. in, in previous years, it felt like you were running through a bunch of guys and a bunch of plays and kept pushing and pushing. Um, and you would end up with these 56 to 10s and 77 to zeros. Um, 
Whereas that may not be Yost's philosophy. I mean, he wasn't there at the post-game press conference to ask, like, hey, did your play calling change? Like, would, once you were at a certain threshold, did, did you take your foot off the gas? Or Right. Um, he well, wasn't there, so, like, w- w- that, would have just, that would just be speculation. Well, and I don't think – I don't think he necessarily took his foot off the gas. He just ate a little bit more clock, which is kind of what you – I think that's kind of what you were saying. I I think he still wanted to score every drive, but I don't know if it was as important to him to get off the field in 37 seconds. Yeah. Um, so I think that will do it for us this week um, as we wrap up our, our post-game instant reaction podcast. Uh on location Hub City Wings 34th and Q thanks for having us thanks for listening uh, if you haven't already please please do follow us um, on the Twitter the show is at 23 personnel um, you can follow me it's at punts suck it's two words there two S's in the middle and then Michael you can follow him at Michael underscore LBK and follow our friend Rob Bro at Rob Bro Show and he spells bro B-R-E-A-U-X Cajun and uh, Carson Robin is at K-Rob underscore radio, and that's mm-hmm. K-A-R-O-B. K-A-R-R-O-B. Oh. Yep. I believe that makes sense. Yours. That makes sense. Um, we will have your your UTEP preview. Uh, we will record that normally scheduled Tuesday evening. Um, you'll find us back on the Countdown to Kickoff show Saturday evening. We'll start three hours before kickoff. So it's at 7 this week. It's either at 6 or 7. I'd have to look and see. So, three hours before kickoff, Rob Bro, Carson Robinson, myself, and Michael will start kind of on the kickoff. We will go for two hours, and then Michael and I will jump in the car, head up to the stadium. Um, I want to thank you all for listening to the Instant Reaction Podcast from 23 Personnel. For Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us.